on the bottom of the page of Gimel, in the Ramchal's, in the Ramchal's introduction, they're talking about two different ways of remembering. Two different ways of remembering. Ramchal, Ramchal's entire Hagdom is based on what appears to be a very bizarre, a very bizarre problem that human beings have. I guess we can call it, or it's called nowadays, selective memory. Some things you remember, some things you don't. Ramchal says at the beginning of the Sefer that I'm not coming to tell you anything new. And the things that I'm going to talk about in the Sefer are Yidum and Mufrasam. They're well known. They've been completely, completely publicized, and you've grown up with them, and, you, and, and it's part of your, it's part of your uh, experience of growing up as a Jew in this world. Nevertheless, there's, an, there's a machla, there's a sickness of forgetting. And the Mechaber of Schwartz is explaining that there are two, dif- two different ways of remembering. There's remembering with the mind and there's the remembering with the heart. And ultimately, memory, memory, what should be internalized and integrated into the essence of a person is, depends not on the mind, but depends on the heart. A person can take an exam and he could cram for the exam, he could spit back hours of information, and the second he walks out of the place, if you ask him if you ask him the name of the course, he doesn't remember the name of the course, let alone the information of the course. He doesn't remember who the teacher was, doesn't remember if you ask him anything. Even though he sat there and he filled out an exam and he got an A plus and he knew everything. Not only does he not remember, but but since it had no bearing upon his heart, and his heart was very far removed from this test about about uh, whatever the subject was, politics or economics or anthropology or sociology, his heart was very removed from it. So Mimela, when he when he when he walks out on a certain level, not only does he forget, but he lets go of that information. He lets go of the information. He doesn't retain it intellectually because he doesn't have a feeling for it emotionally. That's the nature of a person. Therefore, when we're talking about when we're talking about man's inclination to forget things that are of very, very great importance. It's not such a mystery. It has to do with what a person wants and what a person aspires to. Memory is not just a matter of brain cells, it's a matter of heart cells. And that's what we're talking about now. So on the bottom of page Yud Gimel, You can now understand in a deeper way what we were talking about at the beginning. Remember that we were talking about at the beginning, in Rav Schwartz's introduction, we were talking about this, how the Rishayinim, Akadmainim, Chavis Al-Fabis, Mitzvah other Tzadikim, who are all crying. That how people who are sitting and learning Torah, people who are observant of Torah Mitzvahs, and yet, when it comes to Avaidas Atzmai, when it comes to working on Tikkun Hamidas, on Tikkun Ha'adam, on one's entire Mitzvahs in this world and the next world, even people who are who are steeped in Talmud Torah and who are learning Torah and are, and are knowledgeable, they, they, they don't seem to find the time. And even if they hear something or they see something, they don't remember it, not to any significant degree that it would make a difference in their lives. It could be, it was, if, it was, if it was an interesting shmuz, nowadays people are looking for an interesting shmuz. If it's something which is interesting and they're fascinated by it, they might remember it. If they're fascinated by it. But if it's good old-fashioned Yerushalayim, Amuna, if it wasn't anything particularly exciting, and if the, and if the Magid Shia, the one who gave the Shia, wasn't funny, 
or didn't uh, fall down on his way into the Shia, then there's not really much that's memorable. So there are people who feel, who are learning Torah, who feel that that this, that learning Musar, or learning Hasidus, learning Havayda and Tikkun Ha'adam is like an extra side thing. It's an extra side thing. It's not really, it's not really an absolute requirement in my being a Jew. The issue is that I learn my say, my storm in learning, but this is not really essential to my Yiddishkeit. And we see that the Chavis Levadus and Sisham and all the other Tzaddik and the Kadmanim are crying about this, that this is a terrible, terrible, very dangerous mistake. And he explains, now we can understand. The truth is that this Avaida, which is the Tachlis of Mr. Sham, this Avaida working on oneself to bring oneself up, up, to bring oneself to a point of reaching Madragis and Chasidis and so on, that this is not something which is extra or peripheral to Yiddishkeit. But it's a chedek built in It's 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 a it's an inseparable part of esek of learning Torah, being a Jew. So he says, let's let's talk now to those scholars or or people who think they're scholars that say that the only thing the only thing that's important is to learn the uh, to learn the Blat Gemara, to learn the Rishonim, to learn. Uh, to be Mavaset or whatever it is, the regular staple of the yeshivas. How does one remember what one what, what, what one learned? Everybody agrees that it's chaval, it's terribly chaval to learn and to forget. Those are the broken luchas, right? Those are the broken luchas, which even though we respect the Tamachacham, Sheshachach Talmud, we respect the Tamachacham who has forgotten his learning, just as we respect the broken tablets, the broken luchas, it's still Rachmanis. Still Rahmanis. Everybody feels the Rahmanis. So everybody agrees that the Khilu would be wonderful to remember everything that we've learned. How does one remember? So there are some people who feel, well, either you're born with a good memory or not. Or there are different techniques, there are different kunsim, gimmicks, also that have been developed over the years to help people remember. Different ways of remembering. But we but the Torah has taught us what it means to remember. And this is what I was speaking about a minute ago. There's a person who's that the Torah becomes a part of who he is. It's not something that he learned. It's not something that he heard. It's not like an exam that he studied for. But it becomes at Just like you have marriages like that. There are marriages, we spoke about that. That's where the first place in the Torah says, at Samat That Adam and Chavah had such a relationship the first Hasan and Kala had a relationship with Etzimat Samai that, that she was created from within Adam. She was part of Adam. There are marriages where, where they forget each other because they're like two separate entities, two separate subjects. There's him and there's her. And they, and they, they forget each other. Then there are other marriages where it's a marriage of Etzimat Samai, where, where one does not forget the other. And not forgetting a spouse... I spoke a little bit about that on Shabbos. Not forgetting a spouse doesn't only mean her name or her birthday or the anniversary or where she lives. Remembering means how you conduct yourself every single second of the day, where your eyes are and where your thoughts are. That, that's what it means to remember one's wife. So there are people who, who, whose relationship with the wife is not etzim et It's not that, this, that we're two of one 
mitzvahs. There are two parts of one mitzvah. But there's me and there's her. Something that's not part of you, you forget. That's the nature of a person. It's not part of you. You forget. You have that with parents and children. You have that with children and parents. You have their brothers and sisters and friends and so on. So, it would be interesting, Hasna, if the only people that you were allowed to invite to the Hasna were those who were Bamas, Bamas are part of you. Be a Safik, there'd be a minion by the Chopin, right? And we're talking about a Hasna where there are 1,200 people and 400 chefs and, 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 and uh, half the cows upstate were shepherd for this Hasna. The Emma's Bamas, Bamas, Etsim Hatsamai, who needs to be at this Hasna? Etsim Hatsamai. So, there's such a thing as a person. The Torah is not a subject that's separate from him, but it becomes the Torah is mamish who he is. As it says in Pesach, Terosia, it says in Pesach, Terosia, the Sarif Mei'ai. The Hashem's Torah is in my kishkas. The Mei'ai means the intestines. It's not, a, it's not something that's just in my brain. The brain comes in and goes out. It's in my kishkas. When you meet an old Jew, we've spoken about this a thousand times, Yiddishkeit is not, Yiddishkeit is not, something which is an interesting subject or a shir that I heard, Yiddishkeit is in the bones, it's in the kishkas that you meet from that old type of a Jew. It doesn't necessarily have to be an old person, but there's a certain Jew or the Yiddishkeit is like the, like the Tzemach Sedek said, or they say on, about the Tzemach Sedek that if you would cut his finger, Chesidus came out, not blood. Chesidus came out. That's who he was. It's the Etzim, etzim Hatzamai. was a chassid. A chassid doesn't mean wearing the right clothing. That that you can you can get suited up for hundred fifty dollars. The strimals more, but weekday you can get suited up for hundred fifty dollars. Before pesos they have sales on strimals too. You can write cheap, but that it should be that if you cut me, the chasidus comes out. I bleed chasidus. Some chasidic was bleeding chasidus. That's something different. Same thing with Torah. Madua kizu Torah has schur believer. When there's a Torah that's bound to your heart, that you remember in your heart. It's not a matter of how good your memory is, although of course that helps. Of course that helps. We'll talk about that in a minute. But that's not it. What did Shlomo HaMelech say? It's an amazing post. I spoke about it once on, on uh, I spoke about it once on, on, on um, Sukkot some years ago. My heart has seen much wisdom. <coughs> It's interesting, Shlomo doesn't say, Moichi, Raishi, my brain, my mind, has grasped much wisdom. Libi, Roa Harbecha, my heart has seen much wisdom. Wisdom of the heart. Libi, Roa Harbecha, Pejidalumazais. On the other hand, Yeshna Adam Shu Pashid Kishraini. Sometimes you have a person who's, who simply has an excellent memory. He's about Kishra. He has a good head. Who noiled him Kishun, he didn't make himself that way. For whatever reason, he came to the world, he has a Kishun, that he has he has a good memory. In Koyach Shalzikarm. That he has such a Koyach of remembering. He has a photographic memory. And he remembers everything. And he said, and Rav Schwartz says, and Lahavdil. If this person would be studying in university, if he wouldn't be in yeshiva, so right now he's in yeshiva, so he's remembering this gemara, he's remembering that gemara, he's remembering a ktsayis, he's remembering a taisis, he's remembering a rubikivega, because that's the curriculum in yeshiva. If he'd be in university, he'd be spitting, he'd be spitting out, uh, you know, uh, 
literature or biology, whatever subject he'd be studying. He has a good memory. It's not tied davke to that material. Whatever the material is, he also remembers the color of your, uh, you know, the color of the necktie you wore by, uh, you know, by his chasna uh, 28 years ago or something. 28, right? He remembers in the last big chasna what your necktie was. It's a, it's a mind like that. And there are people who have different kinds of memories that they remember certain things that they don't remember other things, but that's neither. Takarabah <laughs> made such people. So if he'd be studying in university, he would also remember the Chomer. He'd remember the material in university. Baruch Hashem, Shuhulay Shem, Elokan. Okay, so he's not in university now. He's studying Torah with Baruch Hashem. So he has a terrific memory, and he's and he's a star because he could he could he could spit back to the Rebbe yesterday's Gemara, the Taisus from two weeks ago. He's great. There are two things. First of all, it doesn't necessarily mean that he'll remember everything. That's, that's one thing, even if he has a photographic memory. But that's not what's most important. What's most important is he might remember tons of Torah, but all the Torah that he remembers hasn't succeeded in changing his life. It hasn't succeeded in changing his life. He's the same person. That, he's been the same person. All the Torah that he's learned, as we've been talking about the last few weeks, is, and the fellow has a photographic memory. And he could tell you this. There's, there's, a, there's a fellow that's dragging around New York now, collecting money. That there was a warning that came out, came, came from, from Toronto about this guy. I don't want to say his name. <clears throat> he, he's uh, something wrong with him. And he wrote a big cipher. And it goes with the longer wooden payers. And he's a, 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 a mushkos, a manovel. Shein Kamayu, a Ganev, a Manai from Mizanev, and he's going around to collect money for some non-existent institution. And he looks like a Tyreid with the white socks and the white beard and the white tayis. And not only that, but he is a star. He was a star pupil of one of the Gedolei Hador 40 years ago. And he, as a young man, he was famous as a Tamachacham, and he wrote a very important sefer. And I wouldn't even talk to friends about what was what was. Uh, told to some of the Rabbanim in the five towns to be careful because he's apparently uh, it was picked up on the radar that he's on his way over to the five towns. So the kind of avarice that this person is involved in. And what happened to all that Torah? And he still marches around giving out his safer to, to people. He gives his safer and he'll talk to you in learning. They told him he could talk to you in learning, he could make you mishugit. He's such a tamachachim. He could talk to you in learning. So what? So he has a photographic memory. It was a gulen What did it do? What did it mean? What did it do for him? What did it do for the Bani What did it do for Kali Sodom? Nothing. He put out a safer. He doesn't remember a thing that he ever studied. He doesn't remember a thing that he ever learned. Because every single morning, he says, Shema Yisrael Shem Lekei Hashem Echad. You say that at night. Shema Yisrael Shem. He doesn't remember Shema Yisrael. By the time he walks out of shul, if he goes to shul, he doesn't remember Shema Yisrael. He doesn't remember there's a Bari Erlon. He remembers every Taisus and Menachas, but he doesn't remember there's a Kodr Baro. So, it doesn't mean the fact the fact that you have a photographic memory. It doesn't mean that that photograph has saturated your your existence. It doesn't mean that it's seeped into your kishkas. Like many things nowadays, it's, it's very much on the surface. It used to even be that when a picture was made, it would be developed. Even the word to develop is a choshev thing to develop. No, pictures were developed. You remember, you went to the drugstore, you went to develop a picture. 
Now they, now they take a telephone, they make pictures, and you try to look. You try to look at their. their, their they go on pictures, ten, ten pictures, and you like that one? I don't know. What, you can't. Or I told you the other week they have now the pictures frame that I saw uh, by Lowell and by Shiva called where the pictures keep on going. There's a digital picture thing or something. I don't know what you call it. You're looking at someone, and then the, you're looking. The bubby's there, and the bubby's gone. Bubby's back. Bubby's gone. There's nothing stays. And 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 there are people who they have photographic memories, and they have a tremendous amount of pictures in their brains, but nothing's developed into anything. Nothing's really developed into anything, and nothing has seeped into the person's heart, and nothing has changed. It used to be that a picture was something that you would develop, and you would hold on to, and you would, and you would have. Now it could be on the computer, or they email it. It's over something. You look at it on the computer, and then you delete. It doesn't. It, there's no chayfets of anything. There are people whose memories are like that, too. The people who have memories like that. That's what I was talking about this past Shabbos. You see that by the Luchas, how were the Luchas written? Remember? The Luchas were written through and through. You can read Anoch Hashem from every side. Through and through. That's what it means to be a Jew. Amazav Amazav, and Esther Malka sent back. What's going on? She says, Shema, maybe they were Kaifer. Maybe, maybe the, she was wondering, why, why is there such a decree hanging over all the Jews of Shushan? Maybe they were Kaifer in Zakeli van Veil. Maybe they were, because it said Mazav al Mazav. So maybe the Kaifer in Zakeli van Veil. Maybe the Kaifer in what? Mizem Mizahim Ksuvah. What does that mean? It means everybody believes in, as explained on Shabbos, everybody believes in Hashem. But Zakeli, that it should be my God. There are only a few people like that. That there's a God? Very few people don't exist, believe in that. But my, Zakeli, he's my God, and I feel that every second. There are a lot of people who, who learn Torah. And a lot of people who remember Torah, but it's barely legible on their hearts and in their lives. You can barely detect it in their lives and how they talk and how they carry themselves during the day. What they're looking at on the computer, what they're thinking about, it's barely legible. It says, it says above Mitzidav Chavtaz, but it's just barely legible. You can barely see it. The, the Barisham gave the Torah in such a way where the Luchas were engraved through and through. It means wherever a Jew turns, he sees an Eich Hashem Wherever he looks, he sees an Eich Hashem That's the tachas of being a Jew. It's engraved. Zois chukas atayr. Satani has a altar. He has a long tire on there. Chakika chukas atayr. Chaykes loshne chakika. Something is engraved. That's how the Bible wants us to learn Torah in such a way. So Ketzad Nitan Limdaid Hecha Nimsa Zikarin HaTorah Eitzel HaOdam. Is there any way to gauge this? Is there any way to test this? What part of the person remembers Torah? The Super Harei Habei Al Chachmi Yisrael. We have many stories about Chachmi Yisrael about different Sadikim. Shafilu Torah Kedayshina. We have stories about Tzaddikim that while they were sleeping, they were constantly saying Torah. The Arizal, the Chavital said that it would take it would take uh, many lifetimes just to write it, to be able to try to write down what the Arizal was talking about when he was sleeping. And, uh, while he, and how much did the Arizal how much did how much did the Arizal sleep? Hopped a little bit of nap here and there. And while he was sleeping, the Tzaddikim that they were talking Torah the whole time while they were sleeping. 
with some guy and others, so they can let me know about them. But, uh, constantly talking and then there were others, other big tzaddikim and elachidim, that when they became old, unfortunately they they lost their memory, and they and they were not well. And and yet, even though they couldn't remember maybe their own children's names. They couldn't remember anything. They didn't remember their own name, but they could remember Tyre. Sing over, I've seen this. They sing over Tyre. Tyre, sing over Tyre. Eich Zakaira. How does such a thing happen? How, how do you become like that? So you could throw up your arms and say, listen, you become like that. You, you were born like that. If you're born like that, then when you're an old person, you could be like that too. No. If the memory of those tzaddikim was purely a matter of brain cells, it was just a matter of the mayach, of the mind. Then, then when they, when unfortunately they became old and there was dementia or, some, or Alzheimer's or other sicknesses, or whatever sickness causes the loss of memory, so then, if it was a matter of brain cells, then when those, when the brain cells that remembered, that remembered like who won the World Series in 1959, when those brain cells died, so that it took down with them the brain cells of of Gemarachitaisis. But what's interesting is that you don't see that. You see, we saw that by tzaddikim, which I saw in my own eyes, that the tzaddikim even elachidim, that that when everything else is gone, everything has already been deleted, but they but they're talking tired. They remember Torah. So to say that it's just a matter of science, and brain cells die. So, so then, then what's the? So the brain cells make a chiluk. Oh, there's a piece of Torah you stay, and this is a piece of biology you can go. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, unfortunately the person's not well. So how does he retain the Torah? So we would like to take a course like that. You know, to take a course how you know to to be able to um, to to manage. To, uh, to impress people after after we uh, lose our minds, to continue impressing people. I can remember when I was a kid, there was a, a comedian. He was one of the few non-Jewish comedians. He was very funny, but a big, big mushkas. And I wouldn't say his name. It took a long time till it was uh, many mixers to get that out. <laughs> so the, 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 this comedian used to say that, he used to, well, he said and get it out completely. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't remember. Nope. So the, this comedian used to, you know, he, 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 he hated his father, but with a passion. He used to talk about it. It was one of his things. I don't know if it was real, it could be a stick. But he, he used to speak about that all the time. And he had this whole big thing. He had this whole big thing planned out that, that if he, like, if he dies first, that he wanted to be able to, like, insult his father even after he dies. So he was like planning, like a thing. He was working and exercising that he could make an obscene gesture to his father when his father opens up the casket. He wanted to be able to make an obscene gesture to his father. Even Achahamisa. He wanted to work on the Indian so strongly that the, that his body should react to his father and show him how much he loathes him, even Achahamisa. So you can't take a course to be able to remember after you've forgotten. 
So what do you remember? What do you remember when you forget? It's a big question. It's a scary thing. What do you remember when you forget? So if it's a matter of purely, if it's a purely a matter of the of the intellect, so it's not selective. Although I'm sure scientists have, I haven't studied this, but I'm, I'm sure scientists have explanation why certain things, a you know, person remembers a song, whatever it might be. I don't know, but but we see that by tzaddikim it's an extraordinary thing, what they remember. So he says, Adam shetirasa nimtzes b'maychai. Rachmal, a person whose entire Torah is only in his brain, a very smart guy, and he remembers a lot of learning. That person, let's say he had some kind of a shock to his brain, some trauma to his brain. So he doesn't, he, 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 him and the Torah are two separate entities, because it wasn't anything that, it wasn't anything that, that, that went into his kishkes. It was. It was information that was in his brain. He has a very good, very healthy, strong mind. So when the mind was traumatized by some shock, so uh, so that was the end of that information. He lost that information along with the other information that he had. Because nefradim zemizeh. Because why? Because this person and the Torah that he learned are not one and the same. They're two separate mitzvahs. They're two separate entities. There's no question that anybody that forgets Torah, Torah leaves a certain imprint upon a person, and we should never ever get depressed if we, we find ourselves forgetting and we can't remember. And the Swamak doesn't say that after a person, if a person really tried to remember and tried to learn Torah and to review it, that after this life, that they give you back all the Torah that you ever learned. It says in the Swam that they give you back all the Torah that you forgot. Because you, when you were old, you forgot, so then they give you back all the Torah. And certainly, anything that a person ever learned in the entire has a healthy impact upon him, and, 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 it, and to some degree, it leaves a ration. There's some shirayim, something left over. Nevertheless, he would like to have the Torah, and the Torah is gone. Why? The answer is, where was his Torah? His Torah was in his brain. What happened to his brain? His brain, unfortunately. His brain was, was, was hurt. His brain was traumatized. Actually, it was ruined. So that vessel that was hold, that was con, that contained the Torah is no longer intact. It has cracks. It has it has openings. And the Torah, together with the biology and the and the World Series scores, everything went out from the brain. That's where it was. It just slipped out of the holes. But that's what we were talking about last week, where it's not a matter of just, of course, the intellect plays a huge role, but it's caring, it's memory of the heart. If your Yiddishkeit, if your Torah is bound to the essence of who you are, you care deeply about it. It means a great deal to you. Even when your mind is no longer functioning. Which is an expression that means Vadai, it's just for the meantime, it's 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 not at the forefront of your thoughts because of what you've been through, but it's something that you learned and therefore it's there and you are able to re- you're able to access it and you're able to retrieve it. It's still there. 
there's a mitzvah sasei, whether it's part of the general mitzvah of Talmud Torah or it's a separate mitzvah sasei, but there is part of the mitzvah of learning Torah is to review and to review until she yudir until it's sharp. It's on your it's on your tongue. You have it until you have it. To remember, we're supposed to do our best to remember. God forbid, even if God forbid a person forgets, either because of a, a, a shock or trauma, or old age, or because of just uh, what happens naturally to a person as he, as he grows older, that, uh, that he doesn't remember as much as he used to. This person still has that tire. It's it's embedded in him. It's engraved in his in his in his being. And that's something that you can't take away from a person. We have many many stories of tzaddikim and elachiyidim that learned mishnayis in such a way. And even when they were going into concentration camp, in Siberia, wherever they were, the mishnayis, the gemaras, whatever, there was something that was mamish mamish. It was mechayivim. Every single second was mechayivim. And all the tzaras they went through. All the tzaras that they went through didn't knock it out of the system. I've met even like this. I've met even that they haven't been able to even learn because of business, whatever it is, over 30, 40 years just now then to go through Shia. But they, but, they, but they remember what they learned. And it's not because they're geniuses. They remember what they learned. You know, it says by, I spoke about this a little bit somewhere. Uh, I don't think it was in Shul. But something was in Hasifa for, for Yeshiva, the type a certain Yeshiva. But... Uh, the, one of the things that our enemies try to to bring upon us by this is by the by Hanukkah was lashkicham They wanted to make us forget our Torah. So it's an interesting question. How do you make somebody forget? I mean, we're so used to saying those words lashkicham How do you make somebody forget? So if I ask you what's what's your children's names, you tell me. This one's Moshe. This one's Yanka. This one's Sarah. This one's Rivka. So now I want to make you forget that. So what do I do? How do I how do I get you to forget that? How do you make somebody forget? So you're going to say, well, you take them away to some some place far away for for 50 years and make them forget. That's that's not what the event, that's not what the what our enemies were, were seeking to accomplish. They weren't talking about taking us away for 100 years. So maybe you say, well, you know, you close down the yeshiva. So eventually, eventually, over a generation or two, which is what happened in communist Russia. One would say that either you remember something, you don't remember something. How do you make a person forget something? So, the terrorist is, you can't make a person forget something. You could, you could, you could try to be involved in, in an underhanded scheme to diminish that person's caring about something. And if he cares less about it, if he doesn't care about it anymore, then he could forget it. You could use that in a, in a, in a good, in a, in a positive way. If there's somebody, let's say, that, that has gone through trauma, or some terrible thing as a child, and they can't forget that, and it's, and it's hurting their present lives. It's affecting their lives. So, The therapist or the friend, whoever it is, is try, would like would like to help that person forget. Yeah, the Barsham gave us a broch that the person could forget. This person is not forgetting. So, 
what do we do in order to help this person forget? Because this memory that he has from when he was a child, it could be whatever, something that he saw, something terrible that happened, it's having a terrible effect upon his life. So we would like him to forget this. So what do you do? You say, just forget it. Forget it. So he says, and he goes home, and he can't stop thinking about it. So how, how do you get him to forget? So it's a very big chachma. It's not enough to say, forget it, forget about it. No. It, it, it means disengaging the person from that event to such a degree that he is able to understand that it really doesn't make a difference anymore. It doesn't make a difference to the point that he doesn't care about it. Why? Because, because since ultimately memory is a function of caring, of ikhpatiyut, of of wanting to be connected to something or to someone. That's what memory is. So if I'm able to cause a person to forget how important something is, then I could ultimately cause them to forget it. In other words, I have to try to take away the importance of that event or of that person in this individual's eyes and by and by taking away that impression of chashivas, of importance, over time, the person will forget. Not 50 years, much sooner than 50 years. It could be even a day. It could be a day. Because it's not a matter of information. It's a matter of caring, of the heart feeling connected to and feeling that something is very, very great, that something is important. You remember the mission says that Yechem and Zaki was praising his Talmudim, right? Yechem and Zaki was praising them. And he said, with Lozab and Herkinus, was a Boris Sitch and a Ma'avitipa. So Elizabeth Herkinus was like a, uh, a cistern that was perfectly smeared with a borosid, you know, that it was uh, lime. lime, right? It was it was waterproof. Good. It was it was the kind of a system, in essence, so you see the ancient systems, it was the kind of a system that was so gewaldic that perfectly lined with the lime, and in such a way it didn't lose a drop of water. So that's what he was praising. Rav Yechem Ezek was praising Lesben Herkins. So you might think that he was saying, Ah, the Baruchim sent me such an Elusha young man. I have a genius of a student. He has a phenomenal photographic memory. I don't believe that, that that's what Rav Yechem Ezek was, was praising him for. Was that a praise? That's the Baruchim gives a person a mind like that. That the that that the Rogachev had a brain like that, or that that the Moshe Feinstein. Had a, had a mind like that, or like Tzaddik, other Tzaddik, and had brains like that. The Barishlam, the Barishlam made such a brain. So what is it? So if Yechem Zaki says that I have a Talmud, Lesman Herkinus, is a Borisit Enim Avitipa. Doesn't lose, doesn't lose anything of his learning. He retains all of his learning. So you might think that he's just saying, I have a student that has a photographic memory. No. Nope. I don't believe that was what he's saying. I think. I don't remember. I think maybe I saw this in the safe. I don't, I don't remember. But I believe I saw it in the safe a long time ago. That That's not what he was saying. That what Rabbi Yochan Azaka was saying is that I I have a Talmud. His name is Abelazman Herkinus. You wouldn't believe how much every single drop of terror means to this guy. This guy, to this tzaddik. You wouldn't believe it. There isn't a drop of terror that he lets go of. Not to say that he was born with a, with a photographic memory. We know we know of, of a number of tzaddikim that um, that they were not blessed with photographic memories at all. 
they were not blessed with great memories, and they and they became phenomenal Tamil Chacham. And we have Swarm to prove it. And when you look at the Swarm, such as the Nitziv and others that are well known, when you look at the when you look at the at the Swarm, you can't believe the breadth of knowledge. And there were no computers. There's no there were no games here. This is just you know they knew it. So when when Yochanan Zakeh said that Lozman Horkin is Boris said Enam Abit he doesn't he doesn't lose a drop of learning. He's not saying that he has a great memory. He's saying he has a great heart. And that combination of the heart with the mind means that learning Torah is so important to him, it's so precious to him that that he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't lose a drop. He doesn't he doesn't miss a drop. And every drop of Torah that he receives, he savors. He holds on to it, it because it means so much to him. That's what it means to have a good Jewish memory. It doesn't. It's not a matter of, of how you were born, of what kind of a of what kind of a brain the Bari Olam gave you. That's the Bari Olam's in you. He gave you Kedavim. It's interesting to say Yiftachli Beinu B'Saras. Hashem should open my heart to His Torah. Why are you saying that? You should say Hu Yiftach Varishenu Maychenu Sechleinu Hu Yiftachli Beinu. Open my heart. Open my heart to understand the Torah. Just open my heart. Meaning, I'm asking you, Rabbi Shalom, open my heart to feel how every word of Torah is so precious. And I mean, mainly, you remember things. That's why we don't forget our children, because our children are important to us. That's why we don't forget don't forget something that's important. There are certain phone numbers you forget, and there are phone numbers that you don't forget. Or there are certain dates that you forget, certain dates you don't forget. That's why, that's why I said two weeks ago, that if you forgot your anniversary and, and you tell your wife some kind of an excuse, it doesn't work. Because the bottom line is she knows that if it was important to you, you'd remember. Because she's thinking about it for the last three days. That's what she's thinking about. Not because she needs a card or a present. She just needs you to acknowledge that, that you that you that you're there with her in life. And then and then you see something's something's wrong. You don't know what you didn't say anything bad. It was a perfectly good day. You come home and you your wife's like acting a little bit funny to you. And as the day goes on, she's acting funnier. And she's getting further and further away. So at some point, you, you might venture to ask, is there something wrong? That's a famous question. Is there something wrong? She says, no, no. That's not things. Why? Tell me, is there something wrong? Is everybody okay? Is there something happened? Did I say something? Did I do something? No, no, no. No, no, no. Until eventually it comes out. You know, you, uh, today's our anniversary. Ooh, I, I was going by the Hebrew. Uh, I, was by the English. I didn't look at the count. I, I, I really didn't know, and I, you don't know what I had planned. Well, what I had planned, <laughs> you know, I had a big thing planned with a lot of friends were going to come. We're going to do this. Oh, I had a lot of stuff planned. I, I had a whole safe as a car that was, I was working on to present to you. But I just had a problem with the calendar. And, you know. So she'll say, she's a nice lady, like all the nice ladies, she'll say, I'm Michael. I'm Michael. But she's terribly hurt. She's terribly hurt. Why? Because that's important to her. It's important to her. She remembered. And she was thinking about it for a few days. It was an important day for her. And uh, it wasn't important enough for you to remember. So with all, t- all the terutsum in the world, you're in the doghouse. Because the emphasis is that it wasn't important to you. Although sometimes it could happen with the calendar. There, there's such a thing. But it's interesting how it doesn't happen with other things. Like you don't miss your big, uh, you don't miss the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
You know, I can't believe it. I missed the Super Bowl. I'm I, I was going with the wrong, because I, 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 I always measured in, in terms of Hanukkah, it's usually between, you know, I, I got mixed up, the Zeus Hanukkah. It's interesting. That doesn't happen with the Super Bowl. The, 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 over there, they have a big zikaron. Everybody remembers me because the wife is anticipating the heart. Ah, the heart felt in hearts and hearts and hearts. The heart is missing the Super Bowl. So when it comes time for the Super Bowl, they're already making all the achanas, and they want to get ready, and they make all the big thing, and they're, they're getting together, and they see the guys in the shul, and they're already, like, knocking their fists together. <laughs> Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Because what? Not that there's anything. I'm not saying it's good or bad. That's not my point. The point is, what's gedenkt on mensch? What a person remembers is not brain cells. That's what we're saying. And therefore, the Ramchal is telling us that things are very well known, but they're forgotten. The tachas of the safe is to help you care. To help you care enough to want to change your life. Not to just be a smart guy that knows Mesil Shashon by heart. <laughs> but you walk around with it, and you come at 120, and they say, look at you, what, what do you make of your life? You say, what do you mean? Test me. I know Mesil Shashon by heart. So what's the test? That's the test, Mesil Shashon. You're, you're a Balgaiv, you're a Baltaiv. What did, what did Mesil Shashon... What did it do to you? Was it Did it penetrate? Did it go through? Or was it just a little bit illegible script on the surface of your life that you remembered the Super Bowl, that you remember? You remembered other Narishkeit, that you were able to remember? That's what it means to be a boy of He was praising the student, I have such a Talmud, he doesn't, there's not a drop of Torah that he forgets. Not because he's so smart. There might, have been other, there might have been other students who had better memories. And they were able to say over better. But according to his kalim, according to his abilities, Blazement Hurgnes didn't let go of one word of Torah that he learned. Because that's how important it was to him. Now we understand the connection between learning Torah and making yourself into a Yid. Making yourself into a Yid means building up a Jewish heart, a powerful, strong system inside of you. So you can't just say, what is my learning? What does my learning tomorrow have to do with, with, with who I am as a person? Oh, so you're separate from your Torah. If you're separate from the Torah, then the clea then the that you're storing your Torah in is the brain. The brain. The brain is very, very fragile. It's the most fragile thing, is the brain. Now we can understand it. It continues. Norvin M. Cain, the bottom of the page. Look at the name that Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar gave to the Sefer. Chayvis Halavavis. And he explains in his introduction why he's calling it Chayvis Halavavis, as opposed to Chayvis Ha'ivar, the mitzvahs that a person does. Chayvis Halavavis, in English it's translated as duties of the heart. Chayvis Halavavis. If, 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 uh, if, if some of the Lamdanim were not afraid because, he's, because he was, uh, because he was a Rishon, they would even make fun of the title, duties of the heart. That's for the guys in yeshiva that would not make Now nobody says that because they know the chasam soifer learn chavis lavavis every day with the guys, and they, and chavis lavavis are very chayim. Kudos to Kleinikai, Arishan. If be careful, you don't mess with these people. But if if that would come up like nowadays, bilvavi mishkan evne, they'll say, oh bilvavi mishkan evne. That's not for the lamdan in the yeshiva. That's for the sensitive. Uh, types in the yeshiva, you know the uh, the one, the ones with the dreamy eyes and uh, who's, who's, who have pay is dripping from the mikveh. 
But then we have special consolation cries called Chavis Lavavis and Bilvavi Mishkan Evna that talks about the heart. But what we're learning now is that without a heart, without a heart, you're not a Jew. And you're not a Tamachach, you're not a Lamzin, you're nothing. You're nothing. Not even the Torah that you learn is part of you. Nothing. That's why it's called Chavis Lavavis. Avaydis Amidis Nikus Avaydis Aleif. Avaid on oneself is summarized in Avaydis Aleif, Chavis Halavavis. Work of the heart. So I might think memory, retention, and 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 the heart might be two separate things. And probably any any scientist or whatever would tell you, of course, there's, the heart is not a matter of of remembering. However, if we look deeply into this, how, how, how wrong that is to think that they're two separate things, memory and heart. It's a big mistake. A person who has not worked hard to purify his heart, which is what Chavis Levavis is about, Masil Sharm is about, the Bilvavi Mishkan Evan is about. A person who hasn't worked hard on the Taheris Libain, on purifying the heart, so that person's Torah is sitting in the only cleave that he has. His heart is a mess. So the only the only container that's inside of this guy is his brain. He and then a blue ashlay. And therefore and therefore, since it's sitting in the brain, the Torah has not become saturated in his existence. The brain stores information. So it's like a computer. It doesn't have. It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't care. What you put into your computer is your own business. It's not like the computer says to you. If you want to probe. You want to put something in your computer when you come home. And your computer doesn't say back to you. I'm not interested in this. If you have a computer that talks back to you, there was a movie like that a long time ago. Spooked out the whole country. Now I'm sure it would be nothing. But in those days, it was pretty scary. And the computer takes on life of its own. You might remember 2001 Space Odyssey. I remember. Siem Shnarish Kai, the person can remember. <laughs> but then when you have a computer that begins to like talk, or everybody's joking about like the GPS, where they, you know, they have a GPS, the stuff to give you aces, and the stuff to tell you ideas that it has, or different things. You know. It's just a very, it's a very cold, it's a very cold mechanical uh, thing. That, that it, it, it retains information. And it could be easily put in, it could be easily taken out. It's not a part of the computer. And they found all kinds of ways that they could take things out of, you know, I don't know any of this stuff, but they take things out of computers. And even after a long time, they could still take it out. I don't know. A person who's misakin himself, a person who really, really works on himself, the heart, the heart. Tahas the Tahali Bainu. Tikin Esakas Vagaiver. So that person who got to the heart of the matter, not just to the brain of the matter, but to the heart of the matter, he's able to really fix and repair this issue in his life of Kas, of anger, of Gaiva, of conceit. Because where do those where do those things, those monsters come from? Those monsters don't come from the brain. Cast doesn't come from the brain. Anger is not a brain child. 
neither does gaiva, conceit. Anger and and conceit come from the heart. They're midas. The loy they don't come from the brain. Kamesh mispalvamon, therefore we say v'taher libeinu lo'ov d'chabemus. Again, not v'taher moicheinu, v'taher sechleinu, v'taher reisheinu, v'taher libeinu. If you, if you work, if you get to the heart of who you are, which is what Mesil Shalom is going to do, if you get to the heart of what you are, then anger could be removed from your, from your life. Gaiva can see, can be removed from your life. But if you just intellectually study the subject of anger and the bad effects it has upon, you know, the person, so then that, that's not going to necessarily have any impact upon your temperament. Whether you get angry, you don't get angry. You remember... I don't know if they still do this, but when we were kids and we were taking drivers ed in high school, they show this horrible, gory movie, terrible, gory movie, uh, for like a half hour or something like that, with everybody getting killed and pile-ups, accidents, and people's like heads rolling on the ground, and all the kids, you know, from drivers ed are, are watching this, this is, you know, this is the, the list, the, la- the list chizik before they go out into the road, <laughs> right? The list chizik before they go into the road. So it's not a shtus. And they tried to. They, they they figured these are these are a bunch of dumb <coughs> high school kids. They're not paying attention to any of this. All they want to do is to get a car so they could so they could race down Sunset Boulevard, or to show off, you know, to pick up their girlfriends. What am I talking? Who am I talking to? I'm talking to tell them numbskulls. So, such a movie, movies they, they they like and movies they could remember. So, uh, we want to get this kid to be careful that to, to have a little bit a little bit of a feeling of pachet, a little fear. That when he's driving this, when he's driving this thing, it weighs a ton. He's going, he's going 65, 70 miles an hour. That maybe somebody might walk across the street, and he could kill somebody. So, so that at least a movie, maybe, 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 can make a ration to shake the person up. So, what is the difference between movie and reading in the book? So, if you take the same thing you read in the book and says that every year in America, two million people are killed in car accidents, five million people twice. No, no, it can make a little bit of a ration. It's not the same thing as seeing it on a, on a picture. That's why. That's why images are so powerful and so potentially dangerous, because an image speaks to the heart. Words speak to the brain. Images are are more are, are more directed to the heart. Avatars are after your heart, not after your mind. And that's why you can make fun of it. Intellectually, you can say, what am I going to... Like my kids asked me, Daddy, I don't understand. They always ask me, because some guy put on a billboard, like some product. So, so it says, like, uh, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, Coca-Cola on the billboard. So I'm going to buy Coca-Cola because it says what do they, what do they take me for? So what do we take them for? These are smart people. They're making a lot of money doing this stuff. So what's the whole thing of advertising? Just because they, they sat on the commercial, just because they put on the billboard, so I'm going to go buy this thing? They're very smart people. Very, very smart. They're not talking to your brain. They're trying to get to the kishkas. How do they do that? In a million very, very Shrewd and clever ways. It could be like the, it could be a, a, a um, you could find yourself like walking around singing some some silly niggin and you're wondering where's that from, and it was like you know uh, some something on the radio like there was a commercial they were advertising you know whatever it is that they're advertising some some, some product or something and and you're walking around where's some niggin and they got you they got you to think of that product three weeks later. Walking someplace and they got you. It's not a matter of a seichel, because your seichel said this is ridiculous. This is a silly, silly tune. I'm not interested in this product. 
they got you. No, that's me. You don't have to buy it right now. Someone me is that thing. So, like, there are ways they know how, they know what they're doing. It's very very smart. It's a billion people. They're not talking. They're not talking to your brain. They're talking to your heart. And they and they're great mavino. They're big experts in in the hearts uh, in the hearts weaknesses. So so if they'll take they'll get some guy like they used to have they'll have an advertisement. Like in the oldest, so even if they do it in a surreptitious way, they'll have a car, like some car. And they want to just advertise a car. It's a car. It's a piece of metal. So it moves. They advertise a car. They'll put some model standing there next to the car. Doesn't just have to even say anything. She doesn't have to say anything. But they'll put, they'll have always, they'll have a, it's a girl by the car, something like that. And then they'll put out some kind of a message with the advertisement. And then you have some more well, stuff. Again, could be guy in high school or a little bit later or could be even older and the guy has this mashava it's not a mashava of the brain because what's the relationship between the car and the girl but in his heart somehow they're connected and he believes and if you'd ask him intellectually he would deny it but somehow he thinks that if I get that car the girl comes with it it's the craziest thing in the world but that's how it works it's a billion dollar it's a multi-billion dollar business they're not dumb it's hard not the same. If they can find a way to get that, they know how to get into a guy's heart. And if they can get into a guy's heart, so they know that he'll remember. Don't worry, he'll remember this. He'll remember this product because the product was was advertised together with the together with the Maybelline, you know. So he'll remember the product. It comes together with the girl. So all was safe. But they're not talking to your brain. They're talking to your heart. You see how powerful it is. It's a passion. Between Tumma that we're talking about and Kedusha and Tahar, the Tahali Bainula of the Chabanus. To realize what makes a difference with the images that we see with our eyes, we're talking about the effect that it has upon a person's heart. And even though you say, Why do I care about that? I don't care. My brain, you don't, in your brain, you don't care. The heart, the heart. The heart has already been contaminated and polluted with all kinds of things. You can't remember anything of Kedusha. She said, what's the connection between what I, with my heart and my brain? So you see, that's how Jew davens. The taheli bein love the chabamus. Harei the last words. Harei sheliba yochel lisveik tayra, the heart can absorb tayra. Tesvav, adam shleitir es aleiv. A person who did not work on purifying his heart. Mitzil zesharim, chabaz lavavaz, whatever that sefer is. But if you didn't work on purifying the heart, I feel in Yilma be boycott error. Even if you sit and you learn from morning to night. It's good. You have a good head. The Torah is in your brain. And remember, like I told you two weeks ago, the guy could sit after putting in the whole morning of learning till Mincha. Remember, I told you? The guy could walk away, leave the Gemara open, and walk, and, and, and walk out of the Bismedrish and leave the Gemara to some old, for some 80 year old man to put on the bookshelf. You learn Torah all day. You couldn't remember to close your Gemara. You tell them it's a school to remember, by the way. If you keep your Gemara open, if you leave a safe open, it's a school to forget. If you close it, it's a school to remember. But because he never closes his Gemara, he doesn't remember to close his Gemara. He doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care that there's an 80-year-old guy that's going to clean up the Gemaras after him. He doesn't care. He's learning Torah all day long, he walks out, and he leaves the Svarm on the table a mess. Because it's not in the Mayach. He can learn all day and night. If it's only in the brain. He and then etzim like the guy that forgets his wife. It's not etzimat samai. 
You don't, and therefore you don't remember. Masha'in ken Adam Adam sha'avad alibai. Masha'in ken a person that works on his heart. The tarvai ma'amidas alay ru'uyas shakayamas besoich to purify his heart from the bad midas that are in him. He comes to Madrega of Leif Tahar, a pure heart, Beroli, we ask Hashem, Beroli, help create within me a pure heart. If my heart is pure, then I can overcome all the bad me, this Kaz and Gaiva and Titus, all those things, and I can remember the Torah that I learned, my heart is pure. Then the Torah is able to stay in the person's heart. Then the Torah becomes mamish a part of you. Not just that you're a smart guy and you learn Torah, but it's in you. It's b'sayrosay. It becomes your Torah, your Torah. Like like Don Mal says at the beginning of Tilim. <clears throat> that it's not Torah Hashem. It's u'b'sayros. First it was Torah Hashem, but when you break your heart open to get Hashem's Torah, then it's no longer it's no longer Torah Hashem u'b'sayrosay. It becomes your Torah, your Yiddishkeit. Say keli banveyu. Lost his Rebbitzin, so he, he, very short time, I don't know when it was exactly, if the Shleishim, he, he sent out that they should go find him a, uh, find him a Rebbitzin. He want to marry again. So Hasidim thought that it was a, a strange thing. They knew that how connected he was with his, with his Sadekis, with his wife, and then it's a short time afterwards. You know, he was, uh, they should go find him. So, um, so somebody, this person told me that somebody actually, you know, the, some Hasidim expressed a little bit of a, of a wonder, like what's the what's the rush? That the Rebbe needs a, a rabbis. They knew that he was a kaddish and Torah. This is not like people like us. He was a young man. He was only was nifty. He was thirty-eight years old. Rabbi Nachman. So, it's, but it, that's not the cheshbon. Rabbi Nachman was kaddish v'tar, kaddish v'tar. Yeah, it's not with the second wife, not either. Right. So it was. A, it was a. It was. He was holy and pure. So what was it? So they asked Rabbi Nachman. So Rabbi Nachman said. It says in Pasuk at the beginning, right? It's not good for man to be alone. You should have a wife. I don't want to be a not good. It says, I don't want to be a not What does that mean? It means that when you live your entire life by yourself, you don't think of another person. You don't have to think of another person. Marriage forces you to think about someone else all the time. I don't want to be light tight. A tight has to has to has to be with another person every minute. The heart has to be with another person, not to be by yourself. Light tight is nishkut. I don't want to be a nishkut. It's a very deep word. It's a very deep word. I don't want to be a person that can get lost in any on his majeg or not masi in himself. Even in his learning, and even in, in even in the highest highest place of Atzilus, nevertheless, I have to have my heart for somebody else, for someone else. That's the Tahali Ben La of the Chavadnes. No, the Barisham should help us that we should taste the the edge of that Avodah. We should be zayich for the Gula Hamitah Sanim.